Welcome to episode five of the Sedgemore Trade Talk. Fat stock, eggs, and Rob Venner. He's part of the title this week, is he? Well, we could have just stuck with fat stock and eggs, and that probably would have covered it, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> he is talking about the fat stock that we had this week, and also going to be taking on our farming quiz. We're also going to talk to Callum James, a poultry farmer from the Blackdowns. So, the trade today, a quieter market as some surrounding areas uh, had some snow, meant we had 1,247 cattle and 3,379 sheep. 93 dairy cattle to 2,680 for a heifer from Richard Lawrence. 49 sucklers to £2,000 for a limble for PG and LE Baker. Limbs again top both the stores and the Sturks with 516 store cattle topping at 1640 for RWM Westlake and Son and 246 Sturks to 1135 for Creed and Doyle. A slower trade on the calves with 343 calves to £250 for a blue from RC Pratt. 3,379 sheep had killing news to 250 for FH Son, store lambs to 116.5 for Mark Needham, goats to 168 for DW Ford and Son. This isn't on your script, but there's two points I'd like to raise before we continue. One is last week, my little cough. I didn't make a big fuss about it, so I want that noted because it was similar to pneumonia. And two, I've been headhunted to the Farmers Weekly podcast which is a much more illustrious podcast than ours, to talk about the story, Grant. So if that works out, I'm going to be gone, Andy. Okay, no, that would be brilliant. The the only thing I'd add to that is they did cut most of what I said and then gave my opinions as their own. So, (laughs) Well, 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 to be honest, I think everyone should be thanking me because as I'm mentioning about your cough at the start, meant that you couldn't mention it for the rest of the podcast, really. Well, we'll move on from that. We've, We've benchmarked that anyway. Right, now we introduce Rob Venner, and I've been criticised previously for the standard of my introductions. Um, Mm -hmm. So for this one, I've put in some effort to make sure I am very comprehensive. I actually wrote you something this week, and you've done your own. Yeah, I didn't like yours, it was ridiculous. And there's a lot of odd capital letters in it, which are grammar's terrible. So, Rob Venner, he is the manager of Sedgemore Auction Centre. He's here every week selling... uh, on the Monday uh, the Monday market. He also sells at the TB market. He's on the AHDB Beef and Lamb yeah. Beef Council, and he's on the Council. National Beef Association panel. And he's also one of our heaviest employees or members of staff or partners within sort of the GTH network, an impressive 17 and a half stone. So, Rob, <laughs> welcome. Yeah, it was probably a lot heavier than that about a year ago. But um, Can I just say very thorough? It's very thorough, thorough that's right. Yeah. yeah, very thorough. No, You've been I've quite counted. generous at 17 and a half as well. Really? Yeah. Well, what would the figure have been at the peak? Well, I had a good meal last night, so I'm a little bit heavier than that. Oh, no. Oh, I've, <laughs> I've had that from a reliable source. So we'll stick with it. Yes, yeah, so Rob, the Fat Stock Show. Brilliant. Yeah, really good day. I know Fat Stock numbers aren't what they used to be in, in terms of the Christmas shows, but we had a lot of fun. Yeah, like you said, um, smaller numbers through the show ring, but some excellent quality. Yeah, great quality. I mean, we were always a bit tail end Charlie on the Fat Stock Show and people that enter to us go on to other shows and win. So obviously they sell elsewhere. But, you know, we had a, a very, very worthy champion from Lynn Calcroft and that was homebred. And Lynn, just having had a little baby boy recently, couldn't show herself, but um, Barnaby Bridgman did it for her. But Lynn bred it and fed it and prepared it. So to have a homebred champion is absolutely wonderful. It was nice to see Paul Walker in the ring as well. Paul showing one of his own. And that one was bred by Stuart Clatworthy, a local bullock. And then Paul did very well. He had best opposite sex with a steer. And then Vicky Smith, 
there from Thalbridge did very well with a homebred heifer she took reserve. So, um, yeah, some real good quality in the um, halted section. And did I notice you showing a bullock yourself? Oh, I did have to step in at one point. I, I have done it in my past. I took a bit of abuse from ringside, telling me that I was doing it wrong. The standard of normal Saturday, then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when the champion, Lynn's champion, went up, Vicky had stood second to it in the class, and Jess was already in the ring showing another animal, so they were shorthanded, so I had to step in and just take one. In terms of the, uh, the fat lambs? Fat lambs, yeah. Phil Holdy came down from Gloucester and took champion and reserve. We're probably going to have to end up giving the cup to Phil at some stage because he's won it so many times now. But um, yeah, it was nice to see Phil down from Gloucester. And obviously the fat market, we follow it with our commercial market as we have every Monday. What's the outlook for the the barren cows and the prime cattle? I know the dead weight just this last couple of weeks, they've been trying to knock a bit out and have knocked a bit out of it. Going by today's stores, they were a raring trade, the strength. And I think the fat cattle will stay strong going through into Christmas and into New Year. January is one that historically it was always a downer because, oh, people are paying for Christmas and the credit cards have landed. But the last few years, January has been fantastic. If there's a shortage of turkey, beef is going to be back on the menu, isn't it? So I think the cattle side will be good. Lambs. Yeah, I think that trade's going to hold. I know, again, dead weight, they've dropped out quite a chunk of money. Lamb's quite a popular Christmas meal now, where it never used to be. I think the lamb trade will hold, because there won't be big numbers. The fat lambs aren't really doing, so there won't be big numbers going through Christmas. I know when Will was on, he mentioned about the number of grazing cows we've sold through the store ring. Yes, that's growing. What would your thoughts be of someone selling, because obviously but the barren price has been really good, mm. should they be coming on Saturday or Monday? I think, again, it's like the fat cattle and the store cattle. It depends on the animal. You know, if you've got a really well-fleshed barrener, I would still come on the Monday. You go across that weighbridge and you've got a job to beat the weighbridge. But if you've got a cow which really does need a fair bit of feeding, there's possibly a few more people around the Saturday ring which are going to bid for that potential. Thank you, Rob. Earlier in the week, we caught up with Callum James, a young farmer and egg producer off the Blackdowns, to talk about what has been very topical lately, egg production. Welcome, Callum. Hello, Andrew. Hello, James. If you'd like to just give us a, a little Lovely. bit of your background in farming, please, Callum. Yeah, OK. We are, well, solely poultry farmers, free-range egg layers up on the Blackdown Hills, where my father, he'd been running the poultry business for the last 25 years, pretty much my whole life. Yeah, we are about 20,000 layers at home, pretty much solely all eggs. No other sort of enterprises mainly going on on the farm. So that is our main sort of source of income. In the current climate, it's not overly rosy, I should say. Yeah, there's certainly lots of discussions about the egg industry at the minute in terms of egg shortages. Lots of different reasons are quoted. What is the reason in your, is it bird flu? Is it price? What is it? Yeah, well, basically there is, supermarkets have sort of turned around and sort of put the blame on sort of avian influenza. Don't get me wrong, that has been a big factor of it. It's a massive risk to any poultry farmers out there at the minute. From the sort of free range side of it, certainly. Our sort of cost of productions has gone up massively. Um, our feeds doubled. Our electric bill has gone massive as well. So it's all these added things where uh, egg price hasn't followed that our cost of production, basically. Yeah, six months ago, we went to our packers and asked for an increase on the egg price where they went to the supermarkets to ask for that. But they returned and said, oh, well, we've got plenty of eggs. We can't afford to pass that increase in price back to the buyers, basically. So with that, we've obviously just trying to get it 
it takes six months to get what all your pullets for them to be hatched and then to be reared and on farm. And yeah, it takes six months to get an egg, basically. So it's a very long time not knowing where our costs are going to be in six months' time, basically. So what have you done? Have you slowed up your numbers or have you carried on? We have sort of got to that point and we it was just before it really sort of took off. So we took a bit of a bet our side and hope that the market would change but it is starting to come up a little bit now but you know we've had six months of had a decent loss really and it is it's quite terrifying going forward really and a lot of farmers have taken the opposite route haven't they Ed, look we cannot afford to do this hence why some of the numbers of egg production has, has fallen dramatically really yeah and it must be quite difficult for yourself because obviously you're a young farmer in the industry it's an industry that's not subsidized really and you have got these huge costs, as you said, without that sort of knowledge of what's happening. Where do you think it's going and what help do you feel is needed for the industry and for young farmers like yourself? Yeah, well, it is It is completely a very worrying time, certainly for myself, trying to well, sort of getting into an industry. You know, it's something I do enjoy. It's just a terrifying future, really. Not quite sure, you know, not knowing is more the worrying thing. It's like you were saying, James, it is absolutely massive investment and there's no profits, no margins there for re- putting back into the industry to reinvest. People like myself aren't going to be wanting to be doing it. It's a real worry, really. You mentioned that the price is starting to rise a little. Is there much of an outlook for the future for this rise, or, or are we going to be stuck where we are for a long time to come? Well, from our margin side of it, yeah, the prices are starting to rise, but we are probably only just covering our costs with this increase. There's been no sort of discussions of further increases. It's got to cover our cost of reduction. And we've got to be able to get some money out of it to reinvest in the future. So, Callum, with all these other elements we've discussed, how do you see your future in this industry and where things are all going? Yeah, well, that's a very scary thought. My side of it, I think something has got to give somewhere in the food supply chain. The cost of reduction has got to tie up with our margins, basically. We've got to be doing it for, for well, to make some money out of it. If there's some kind of link between our cost reduction to an egg price, I think that's the only way we can sort of look at seriously going forward from the from the egg sector, really. Without which, young chaps like yourself won't be going into the industry. No, no. And like I say, a standard free-range size nowadays is uh, 32,000. And the starting price of one of those is about one and a half million quid, I think, in the current climate. So it's a huge amount of money to be investing into an industry that has not really got a very strong future. Absolutely. A staggering amount of money, like you say. And if the margins aren't there, it's very hard to sort of see where you're going, isn't it? Thank you very much, Callum, for talking to us today. Yeah, thank you very much, both. Thank you. We now go back and have a little chat with Rob. Before we take on the quiz, we've got some exciting exclusives for you talking about our 15th anniversary next year, which we celebrate in February. Rob, what have we got in store? We do. 15 years. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, first Saturday of February, which is the 4th, for every bovine we're going to donate one pound per head to charity and for every ovine we're going to donate 25p per head so hopefully we'll um, raise a bit of money for charity which will probably be the two air ambulances that we're already supporting devon and somerset and dorset isn't it Uh, it's the dorset and somerset and devon and the devon air ambulances will be sporting on the 4th of february so everybody who brings in stock that day we will be donating and we've got something for the young farmers as well yeah just to encourage the young farmers we're going to offer the opportunity any young farmer that buys a calf during the month of february 
when they sell that calf back with us at a later date as a sterk, a store or a fat bullet, we'll sell it for them commission free. Yeah, absolutely. Whichever stage of Sedgemoor, it will be sold there commission free. Which, which is going back to the heart of what the Young Farmers was all about. It was a calf rearing club initially, wasn't it? A hemioc. Mm-hmm. So it's going right back to the roots of the Young Farmers tradition. Supporting the young farmers and, yeah, hopefully they'll be producing some calves to go on and, yeah, come in the future, maybe even come into the fat stock in future years. Right, now, Rob, we have to jump onto the main item of the day, the quiz. (laughs) The the wretched quiz. The wretched quiz. (laughs) Do you want to have a quick run-through, Andy, of the ranking and the scoreboard? The ranking, yes. Oh, don't worry, I've been an avid listener. I know the ranking. You know know the pressure. You know the pressure as well. I know know our our out-in-front leader. Yeah. And yep. who's at the bottom as well? There we are, you got... Well, I'll probably be keeping Will company, is it, at the bottom? Uh, no, Will's sort of... Mid-table, is he? No, he's he's at the bottom. He's on two, isn't he, Will? I thought he was, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, you've got... I thought it was Tom. No, Tom's on three. Yeah, you've got the um, sort of the future of the stores in your hands, I'd say. <laughs> the credibility of your section. I wouldn't want to let my colleague down. I think I'll keep him company. Uh, well, mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. I've, I've got confidence in you, Rob. You know, many haven't, but I've... (laughs) (laughs) Right, are we ready to go? Yes, I think I'm asking the first question today. You've got the timer. Yeah. The rules are, got 60 seconds. You've got to answer the questions. If you don't know the answer, you've just got to guess. And other than that, we'll be going through the questions afterwards. So, you ready, James? Yeah. How many store cattle were there today? Oh, my word, gosh. Uh, We said, let's put an easy one in first for him. I don't worry about the numbers. 500. You can't get out out of the 516. I'm not sure we're giving that to you. (laughs) Right, uh, two. Right, you're a very tall man. How many ferrets are you tall? How many ferrets? Depends whether you stack them on top of each other or long ways. Uh, Let's say 206. No. What (laughs) animal would you describe as a Shetland? A horse? No, a sheep. Can you make a Shetland pony? What noise does a goose make? No. You've never kept geese. Yeah, they do sound a bit like that. Who had the champion pig at the fat stock? No. Champion pig with the Hopkinses. (laughs) (laughs) We'll discuss it in a minute. Um, Who would win in a race between yourself and Tom Meadow around Sedgemoor Market? Um, Time's up. Not going to answer then. (laughs) Well, the truth to that one is we don't know. You've been on about it for so long, the yes. two of you. <laughs> I think I got one. Well, you're only going to give me one, aren't you? That's, that's I'm right. not sure what you're going to give me <laughs> one. <laughs> so, the store cattle, you blatantly cheated. I did. It took you 20 seconds to find the <laughs> To find your diary. <laughs> so, you're not having the store cattle. Uh, the ferret question. Hang on, I'm the only guy in the firm who's got ferrets, so I should know how big they are and how many it would take to get to my height. Okay. So you want to stack 206? (laughs) You're not 206 ferrets tall. They're very slim ferrets. (laughs) Or just don't feed them. We had between 12 and 13. Ferrets? Yeah. Hang on, they're only only two inches tall. No, they stand up tall. No, they don't. You guys have never kept... That's long ways, you fool. (laughs) Well, it's, it's not 200, Rob. Right, that's wrong. Shetland. I'm going to debate that. The answer we had down, I'll show you, was sheep. What animal would you describe as a Shetland? Have you never heard of a Shetland pony? Yeah, we have, but we, we it, wanted on this occasion... Just because your answers sheep. aren't right, that doesn't mean I no. don't get a point. Zero, right. Um, the goose, I, the you goose can was actually Shetland okay. Cattle. You can actually get Shetland cattle. Well, you didn't say that either, Rob. You can... Your questions are rubbish. Right. 
We will, let, we will let you have the goose. I'll let you have the goose because we're feeling sorry geese for you. Geese do go. Yeah, they do. It was yeah. It was wasn't as fun. I was expecting a bit of a honk. Oh, that's a Canadian, not a domestic. Well, I was open-minded to the goose. Oh, well, there we go. Um, and we're not letting you have the champion pig because you literally yeah. looked through the catalogue <laughs> in front of you. So, yeah, and, and you didn't answer who would win the race between yourself and Tom. Didn't have time. Well, no. Didn't give me time. You, I know the answer. You slow. didn't give me time. What is the answer? No. I'm not telling you. <laughs> right, I think that's covered it, isn't it? So I got so one. So how many you, points? One. You got one. I knew so I'd keep Will company. You, yes. I'm, I'm holding up the firm again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not good. It's, the worst is just that Derek's at the top. I know that's dreadful. Isn't we started it? off far too generous, I think. Yeah, I think we have to get that man back in. I think. So there we have it. Rob is at the bottom of our leaderboard. Appalling, some might say, but there we are. Right, so for next week, we're going to welcome on Tony Overhill, one of the partners in the firm. He's coming in to do our quiz. And we're also, I think it's probably about time we talked about the cars next week, isn't it, James? So we can uh, yeah, we do that. Yeah. Just as we're wrapping up, we'll do our usual question. What is happening this week? Rob? Well, for me, it'll be the usual, usual market, Monday market, sorting out all the problems, chasing all the money and making sure we've got enough staff and everything's organised for next Saturday. And you're off shooting as well, aren't you? I am going to sneak in a day shooting, but I'm actually not shooting myself. I'm taking a guest. Or either of us the guest. Can you hit a barn door at 30 paces? No. There you are. We know how to use the hip flask, though. (laughs) We've got that. (laughs) James? I've got a heap of planning applications to deal with next week, so it's not that exciting. And, of course, we've got the market Christmas due. So that's what Rob... Oh, yes, I forgot uh, that. Yeah, Rob's going to put out the checkbook. Yes, I am. I've been told it's a free bar. (sighs) He got told off last time he did that. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't. But it was a big mistake. (laughs) (laughs) And I've got uh, our Christmas cracker dairy sale on the Thursday, where we've got a lot of fresh milk from uh, many well-respected breeders. And we've also got this online spotlight sale, our Christmas edition, that is currently running up on Marti, and that finishes on Thursday as well. So I think that just about wraps us up. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Callum. And we'll see you again next week. <laughs>